0: Ladies and gentlemen, the big show has hit South Beach. We're in town for Super Bowl 54. The Chiefs are champions, and we have a big episode of the NFL Alumni Lounge for you. As football fans all around the world know, this weekend, the XFL kicks off, and the main man at the helm of the XFL, commissioner, CEO, and NFL alumni, Oliver Luck, joins the show from right here at Radio Row. We want to thank all the listeners, all the subscribers to the NFL Alumni Lounge. Because of you, we have an incredible installment here at Radio Row, and next week we will be bringing right here our Super Bowl 54 Radio Row special. But before we get to that, we've got a huge weekend ahead of us with the XFL kicking off. So let's dive into Radio Row and get you caught up with everything XFL. Here's the commissioner and CEO, Oliver Luck.
1: Charlie, good to see you. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you here.
0: Radio Row's all about doing these fast interviews. Let's talk about the speed of play you're going to be bringing with the XFL.
1: Yeah, so our game is structured and designed to be this up tempo, fast paced game. So imagine watching, you know, three hours of sort of a two minute drill, right? Right. That's, I'm exaggerating, but that's sort of what we want to get to. So. Um, We've done two things. We've done a number of things, but we've done two things that will really help us play faster, force us to play faster. One is a 25-second play clock. So we've got a ball-spotting official. His only job is to spot the ball, right? And we think that takes about five seconds or so from the previous play, right? And then once he spots the ball, boom, the 25-second play clock begins to run. So our coaches, our quarterbacks have to really be on their game, knowing what to call getting the play in very quickly. The interesting thing is, though, that the play caller, the offensive play caller, is not just talking to the quarterback. You know, through the headset, yeah. he's talking to all the skilled players. That is I also idea. thought it was kind of silly just to talk to the quarterback because you still had to go into the huddle, or at least a sugar huddle, right. you know, and tell the other ten guys what the play was. Right. So we've decided that we can help. You know, we can help these guys play fast by using technology. So theoretically, long pass, receiver runs down. He's running back to the huddle. He's listening to the next play. Right. Doesn't even have to go into the huddle to know what the play is. He can line up and boom, we're ready to go. So we think, and we've tested all this technology multiple times. You know, the the coach to quarterback communication is pretty simple. So that's just an an extrapolation with other recipients. But we think that's going to help us play fast. So we want to play this fast-paced, up-tempo game, you know, get the same number of plays more or less that you get in an NFL game, which is about 170. Score some points and get it all done in three hours that's really the the sort of the 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 very quick description of our game yeah
0: and and they're kicking off february 8th the week after super bowl and now field general runs in the luck blood all right we know that we've seen you as a quarterback in the league you raised a son as a quarterback in the league um if you were playing what are some things that you're bringing to football in the xfl that you wish were in the nfl when you were in there
1: well, I, I, I would love, In my era was the 80s, so yeah. things have changed a lot since then, but I would have loved to have this up-tempo fast pace because I think it benefits those teams that prepare well. Yeah those teams that are buttoned up those teams that know you know exactly what to do they know what their substitutions are you know and I think that's that's part of football right you know a, a big part of football is just logistics when you're playing a game Absolutely. of getting the right people in at the right time and the right play so I, I would have really in, enjoyed that compared to what you know what we had you know teams really didn't go no huddle back in the 80s it was uh, you know you went you went quick if you had you know two minutes or so to, to, to get done uh, but I would have thoroughly enjoyed that uh, and there's, there's a couple of other twists that we have uh, that I think are pretty cool. Uh, one of the rules I love, and I wasn't a special teams guy. I was an old you know, backup quarterback to Warren Moon. But uh, our punt, the gunners who leave on, on the snap in the NFL, our gunners are held until the ball is kicked. And, then, and you might think that's sort of inconsequential, but that gives about two extra seconds to the punt returner to field – that kick you're going to get run back. Punt. And you're going to get run back. So we, we, we tested this multiple times. This last three weeks we've been down in Houston with all of our teams, and I'd say we probably got 95% punt returns wow. because they have an extra 10, 12, sometimes 15 yards to – field the ball and start upfield so that's cool because fans have told us they want to see punt returns it's one of the great plays 95
0: percent folks that was not a mystery. 95 and to think in the XFL's first installment there were a lot of technologies that the NFL then used ESPN then took right a lot of flavors came from oh, that's the right so uh,
1: the early XFL 2001 uh, did have some some you know some really neat ideas that that worked the sky Cam. Yeah, Skycam yep. was, was sort of pioneered by, by uh, NBC and, and the XFL back in 2001. And now, of course, that's standard, you know, standard for every, every college and NFL game. Uh, they also were very innovative back then in terms of sideline interviews. People kind of forget this. Yep. Uh, but it wasn't very common at all to grab a coach during the game, you know, period, before, you know, before halftime, after halftime. And they, they sort of experimented with uh, sideline interviews, which also now are something that happens very often.
0: Absolutely. And now, so what do you think? I think the way you guys are approaching the kickoffs and the way you're approaching the punts, I think that's something that we're going to see the league looking to bring in. What do you think is going to be the most innovative aspect of the XFL?
1: I think the most innovative aspect and the thing that I'm looking forward to most because it's all about strategy is going to be the extra point option. Mm, so you yeah. score a touchdown, you get six, you get six points. Great. Right. We all know that. Then we have three options. You can go for one. You can go for two, you can go for three points. You can have a (laughs) nine-point touchdown. And they're all plays from scrimmage. There's no kicking. They're all plays from scrimmage. One pointer from the two-yard line, two-pointer from the five, three-pointer from the ten. And I love it because it's all strategy. Like how, what do you do in the first quarter? Do you go for one, play it safe, or do you go for two, or do you you give it a shot? I had one coach who will remain unnamed Ah. said, if I score, my team scores on a defensive touchdown, a pick six or a scoop and score. I might go for three because I got that defense on its heels. Right. You know, that might be a good strategy. Might not. We don't we don't know. And as fans, what do we love to do? We love to second-guess our coaches, right? Yep. Second-guess, you know, we're all Monday morning quarterbacks. So <laughs> right. Let's second-guess that decision. So I'm really curious to see how our head coaches and, and, and our OCs, you know, deal with that uh, with with the one two and three point options the other thing i love about it is you know it can make a two score game just a one score game right right. you score a nine point touchdown that's all of a sudden you know you're right back in the game that's right (laughs) exactly it's 17 point deficit looks totally different you know uh or i'm sorry 16 point deficit looks totally different so that 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 i think is kind of cool we're i'm I'm very excited about that because again it's strategy
0: absolutely and Guys, the fashion in the XFL. First of all, that is a beautiful ball that you guys have created. But what was your thoughts when you saw those uniforms unveiled?
1: Oh, I thought the uh, uniforms are are awesome. Gorgeous. You know, the color schemes, the the, 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 the logos, the secondary marks, the way they all come together. Uh, And that's all Vince McMahon. He's got an unbelievable eye for that kind of stuff and uh, he did a remarkable job with with his staff and putting all of that together i, I think uh, we you, know, you play good when you look good i had they're looking old, good i had an old uh, literally an old grade school football coach that made the players on his team you know shine their shoes Right, <laughs> dirty muddy shoes. we had to clean them and shine them we had to scrape our helmet just white helmets right but we had to scrape them to get all the mud off and shine them up a little bit because he knew if we, if we took pride in our appearance, we would take pride in the way we played. I all, I, that, that's always stuck with me.
0: Look good, feel good, play good, and we cannot wait to see the XFL kick off next Sunday after Super Bowl. Uh, what do you have to tell fans who are going to be tuning in for their first time?
1: Well, I, I think uh, you'll, be, you'll find that we're very easy to find on a Saturday and a Sunday. Our, our broadcast partners, Fox. Yeah. FS1, as well as Disney, ABC, and ESPN. So all four of our games every weekend will be on national television. Uh, we'll be playing Saturday afternoon, just like the college guys do, and we'll be playing Sunday afternoon, just like the professionals do. So very easy to find. Uh, I think folks will really enjoy this up-tempo, fast-paced game. And we've got coaches. We got Bob Stoops coaching in in, in Dallas, Texas. Jim Zorn, Under-run. Jim Zorn, up in Seattle, who's a legend up there. We got Pep Hamilton in D.C., a proud Howard graduate, yeah. you know, who's been around, gosh, numerous NFL and you know, and and in uh, college teams as as an offensive coordinator. June Jones down in Houston. You know, June's famous down there for the run and shoot and what he's done. He did way back when with the Houston Gamblers, the Houston Oilers, yeah. you know, various colleges, Hawaii, SMU, up in Canada. Mark Trestman in Tampa Bay won a couple of gold uh, gold cups, gray cups. It's big up, talent you, know. you brought in. Yeah, so there's, there's there's, some really good coaches. These are football men, and uh, they've put together good rosters. we got some players I was just saying before the break that – Uh, You know, I was down in Houston watching our eight teams participate in in joint scrimmages. A guy like Sammy Coates, who's playing for the Houston Roughnecks. Sammy Coates, third-round draft choice out of Auburn, right? Went to the Steelers. He looks like an Adonis. He runs fast. He's catching every ball. He's big. He's strong. He's got a great professional attitude. And I ask myself, wow, we're lucky to have a guy like that with that skill set playing in our league. So there are so many guys, I think, Charlie, that... Just aren't quite there in terms right. of sticking with the NFL long term. Uh, so the response that we got from players like Sammy Coates was really remarkable. Jazz Ferguson up in Dallas. It's a lot of time. catching these everything. Rosters are insane. No, there's we we forget it's so hard to make an NFL roster. Most people don't realize that. So you know what we have found is that the desire. The professionalism the attitude of these guys is is awesome because they're they're playing for the love of the game quite honestly and that that's that's special
0: and it's cool that you're giving them an outlet to pursue a further career in football and I got to say man the XFL has been a big topic around the NFL alumni because everyone wants to see a successful secondary football league and everybody every time the conversation comes up says Oliver Luck was the right man for this and to deliver this into the end zone and really you were the i mean i hope you know that and uh it's awesome to see That's what my old,
1: my old nfl buddies just being nice to me Nah, man. <laughs> after they knocked me out a couple of times <laughs> yeah. but, I'll, but i'll take that i'll take that thank you it, it, it's very kind listen i i got involved with this because i love the game yeah i love football i think it's incredibly important to american social life I think uh, Sunday afternoons, the uh, professional football, the NFL, has become our secular religion to a certain degree. Absolutely, uh, People love the game. It's, it's, it's our national pastime. So I, I wanted to be a part of something like this that could offer all these opportunities for players. We consider ourselves a league of opportunities.
0: Absolutely, and we'll be rooting for you to knock it out of the park. You know the NFL alumni is here to support you, and
1: uh, best of luck on kickoff. I appreciate it. Thank you, Charlie.
0: Big thank you to Oliver Luck and the team at XFL. If you guys want more details on the kickoff to tune in, be sure to download the XFL app and visit XFL.com. I'd like to take a second to thank our friends at Scholastic Books and Scholastic Book Fairs. Here at Super Bowl, they've made it possible to give out 150 backpacks filled with books courtesy of Scholastic and the University of Chicago's, my very own library. That has been such a positive relationship, and we're very proud of it. Some other folks that were doing good down at Super Bowl were our friends over at Celebrity Sweat. They had the annual Celebrity Flag Football Challenge, and all the stars were out. This year's battle pitted Doug Flutie against Donovan McNabb, and it all went to benefit our vets, which is something I know we can all get behind. We had a chance to catch up with the legend Doug Flutie before the game. Let's see how ready he is.
2: Doug, how are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. What's this, year 20 for you? This is the 20th year of this, and we I go back to day one. Uh, We were in San Diego. Troy Aikman and I were the quarterbacks, and... Over the years, played with Roger Staubach, Kirk Cousins a couple of years ago, a couple of years in a row, and then Michael Vick a couple of years in a row, and now Donovan McNabb. So very excited to, to be a part of this as long as I have. That's a great hit list you got there. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I mean, it, it just rolls one after another. I, I just can't think of all the names right now. But we've had a lot of – and a lot of marquee guys receivers-wise um, – We've just had so much fun over the years playing in venues at Super Bowl, and, and it's it's really an interactive event where the kids are available, obviously for wounded warriors, and um, we play the little pregame thing. And it just, I, I love being a part of this. I've been a part of it every year. Wouldn't miss it for the world.
0: And how cool is it to see all these celebrities coming out in the benefit of children in the military?
2: Yeah, I know that that's the thing. They, you know, and I think there's such more awareness now than there was 20, 30 years ago. Like, everybody realizes the need to be involved, whether it's with the kids or, you know, obviously we've we've supported the military forever with this, but, um, you know, you just... Everybody's trying to reach out and help someone, and that's as long as everybody keeps that mentality, we're going to be in good shape. Yeah, and guys, Super Bowl, there's a high price tag, but this is an affordable event for these kids to come out and be around the
0: biggest names in the game. And I'll tell you what, you had some of the biggest names in the game rocking last night at the NFL alumni oh. party, man, the Flutie Brothers band.
2: We had a blast last night. Played. We got a little bit of rain, not rain delayed, but shortened. Um, decided to come down in buckets but we were having a blast it was a roof, rooftop party and uh, actually yesterday afternoon was my big throw i had i got to do a reception with big poppy wow. so it's been a fun little week um my sister's gonna kill me so like two of her favorite people are big poppy from yesterday and donovan McDab today <laughs> and it's like oh, you're seeing donovan today doll. i'll tell him i said hi take a picture i need to <laughs> she wants me to facetime so she can relax <laughs> he's here sister he still loves you I know you got to get on the field, yep. man. Thank you for hey, everything Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Absolutely.
0: Incredible. And I'll tell you what, the Flutie Brothers Band put on a show at the NFL Alumni Rooftop Legends Party. It was incredible. And if you've never seen them, I highly suggest you head over to YouTube, just search Flutie Brothers Band, and you're going to flip out, seeing Doug crush it on the drums. Next, we're going to catch up with another familiar face, Hall of Fame. Terrell Davis. T.D., how
3: are you? What's up? How you doing?
0: Man, pumped to be here. Can you believe all the names that are here for the Celebrity Sweat game?
3: Yeah, no, you know, it's, uh, it's we're at the Super Bowl, so obviously guys are in town, but I think it's really important for guys to take time out, you know, give some of their, uh, time to, you know, Celebrity Sweat and other organizations that support the military. And so today is a great day for that. We're going to play some football out there. I'm not playing any football because... You don't want to hurt nobody. I don't want to hurt anybody out on the football field. I haven't played football since I retired. What? Get out of here. I swear I've not played since I retired. And I don't think in the near future that I'll be playing football. You still look ready Except, to it, it Well, you know what I'm saying? If they give me the call, yeah, then should. I might go. I might step on the squad and see if I can get some, you know, do something there. But... Uh, as far as, like, this out here, because some of these guys take it serious. They see you on the, on the field, and they think, all right, that's t- that's TD out there. Right, right, right. I'm going to see if I can show them up. Absolutely. You know what I mean? See, they're trying to D me up. try. Some guys, even though it might be flat football, might get a little aggressive and try to come in with the tackling just so they can put that on the resume, put that on their belt. You know what I'm saying? Put that to get that notch on the belt. That gold jacket. I ain't going to let them do it, though.
0: That gold jacket puts a big target on your back. It does.
3: There. It does, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So you can go out there and tell your buddies, you can text, you can sit there and tweet it out, I put it on TD. Instagram. Hey, look at this. I just put TD on his ass. You know what I'm saying? I ain't letting people say that. I ain't letting them do that to me.
0: So that target on your back, we saw you at Radio Row and just media flocking around you. How yeah. crazy is that to see what the Super Bowl has become and grown Yeah,
3: into? it's growing every year, too. Yeah. And, it, and it was a monster 10 years ago, and it, it's definitely, go, you know, staying in that direction. But that's what's cool about it, man, because... You know who's going to be here. It's, it's just—I mean—we have media outlets from everything. You know, news outlets. You have not only sports, but you have people in like the leisure. I mean, everything for fitness. It's just everything. Everybody's here, and this, the Super Bowl right now—it's it's like the—you know—it's like Ground Zero for everything. And everybody's here, and it's crazy, and it's getting crazy every single year. I was there what yesterday, and it was just like—I oh, I can't remember who I talked to, when I <laughs> talked to him. And I see people, they say, yeah, man, I saw you at the you know, radio row, row yesterday. And I'm like, dude, I didn't, I didn't even see me there. <laughs> I didn't I ain't see you, man. But, yeah, and then what's cool, too, for the players who come back here, it gives, it gives you a chance to catch up with players that you haven't seen in a long time. I saw some of my teammates, you know, Bill Romanowski, I saw him yeah. yesterday. I saw my boy Al Wilson out there. I mean, Al Williams, <laughs> Alfred Williams, sorry, uh, yesterday. And so um, you just get a chance to see old faces and just catch up. Yeah. So we saw Campbell Soup had a huge display over at the NFL Experience, yeah. and
0: we were talking at the NFL alumni. I personally think you had the best Campbell oh, Soup. Oh, you like commercial. that? You and Mom and David? Absolutely. Which
3: one? Which one are you referring I'm to? Talking, there was one. I'm talking. She's popping out of the Gatorade. She's popping out of <laughs> yeah. the grass. You know. <laughs> she comes. In. That's the funny one. We're in the huddle, and she just comes up and like, "Baby, did you eat your Campbell Soup? So that was a fun to do. And I remember, I think, who the first one I did, I think it was either Reggie White who did it. And, and growing yes. up, and I saw that, and I was like, you know what, that would be cool if me and my mom could be on that commercial. Not that I, I mean, I don't know if it was a go-go, but I thought, like, yeah, well, it would be cool to do that. And all of a sudden, I look back and... Here we are having a run and That's doing commercials, awesome. and that was kind of like that was almost like being on the the Madden cover, right? You know, being on a box of Wheaties. So there's all these things that you think are sort of iconic in your career, and you you kind of look at those things and say, "All right, if I'm on the cover or you know the face of something, then I then I've made it. That was kind of an accomplishment, yes, right? And Camel Soup's Camel Soup was like that. Uh, that kind of goal, and once I got that, I was like, all right, I made
0: it. Well, man, you're an absolute icon of the Shield, and uh, a question I have for you is, what do you give a piece of advice to young kids, whether they're in youth sports right now, high school sports, as they further on their sports journey?
3: Man, it's a lot. I would say to start with this, I think number one is you kind of have to have a vision for what you want to do. Like, start to put that in your mind, what it is you want to do right now. They're young, and most of them don't know what they want to do, but start with something you're passionate about. Passion is always going to lead you to where you want to go. Don't do something because you think it makes a lot of money. Right. Do it because you have a passion. So with the passion it gives you a vision of how of kind of how you see it. Get a vision board. Start cutting out photos and pictures of what you have to do cuz that's that's also going to remind you every single day what you're working towards. Absolutely. And then I would say the third thing would be to find somebody in that industry that is doing what you want to do and has what you want you do those things that's going to give you a a sort of a starter kit to that kind of role i think you know success is not just um it's not one thing it's 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 not the destination it's the journey that's going to lead you there and i mean it's like i got like 30 points of things that i try to talk to kids and corporations about and how you go along that path because people look at me and they think all right man you you did all that stuff. Like, how did you get there? Right. And I really had to think about it. And I went back, and I was like, man, I went back to my life, and there was points in my life where I'm like, all right. I had to show certain places where I had to overcome adversity. Some things where I wanted to quit. Right. Things where I doubted myself. Uh, things where I, there was an opportunity there that I didn't wait for it to happen. I took I I, went, I took the opportunity. So, yes, yeah, so it was all this stuff, man. And uh, But the overall kind of message that I walked away with was man, if I didn't love football, yeah. I would have quit a long time ago. But that, but that, that's what kept me going through all of this. You know, the death of my dad. I, I quit football for a minute, but I ended up playing again. Uh, almost flunking out of high school. I had all F's in ninth grade. Yeah, people don't know that, man. I, I, spl- I flunked ninth grade. Um, so, yeah, all this stuff, I was getting off the path, getting off the path, but I, was, I kept coming back. And I was like, why did I keep coming back? And I think football, as tough as football is, it was just that where I felt comfortable. It was like my... My place, man. My place of zen. Yeah, yeah. You know, my place where I could just go and not think about anything, and just I loved the game. I loved everything about it, yeah. the good, the bad, because it's not all good. People people see Sundays and they think they see us playing, right? right. But they don't see the Mondays through it's Saturday. It's a grind. Yeah. You know, it's and I, I I told this lady last night. I was talking to her, and she, we were talking about like how like goals. And I said, you have to tell yourself that you are willing to suffer and she was like "Wow, well, suffer, that's a strong word I, don't I, don't, I said no, but it really is, that's what hard work is yeah. it's, you have to suffer yeah. to actually get what you really want it, 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 there's going to be times in anybody's path and their journey to success it's not going to be easy and in the back of your mind, if you tell yourself that the road is going to be smooth to that, you're going to fail you got to be you got to anticipate these moments of, of setbacks and failures. And you have to say, "Okay, I anticipated it. I knew I, was, I knew there was a, a going to be a roadblock or a, you know, a fork in the road where man, I'm really being tested right now. Right. Like, really do how bad do I want this?" So, that's kind of what I would tell these kids. I know it's a lot. Digest it youngsters, but uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> TD ran yeah.
0: through all those roadblocks and that's gold jacket advice yeah, yeah.
3: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: Anytime. They're talking to you. Coming on the show next is Florida's own and pop sensation, Mr. Jake Miller. Jake, how are you? And I know you've been
4: with Celebrity Sweat before. What year is this for you? This is like my 10th actually. This is uh probably this is my second uh like Celebrity Sweat football game with them. But we've done a lot of great stuff together. We've been on cruise ships together. I've uh We've done a lot of, uh, we did a softball game together, so yeah, Lisa and Celebrity Sweat are just great friends. And as a South Florida boy, how cool is it to see the Super Bowl come to your hometown? Yeah, me and my dad have been waiting for it to be here in Miami for years now, so we're going to be there tomorrow, and we're just really excited to be there. Absolutely. So since we've seen your career
0: blow up since 2011 and before, uh, what has been your proudest
4: moment so far, most surreal? Um... I got to invite my dad to the White House, and we met Obama a few years ago. Um, Playing at the BB&T Center, which I grew up going to. Absolutely. Was probably, like, the highlight of my career, honestly. Um, I have it, like, blown up in my room and just kind of just like there for inspiration. One of the other Panthers. Exactly, yeah, but that was like the first show that I ever went to there when I was like eight years old, and then I got to play in that same arena, so it was a cool moment. What celebrity have you met here where you're like, holy smokes, we're sharing the field together? Um, Just a lot of awesome football players. I mean, I caught a touchdown from Doug Flutie a few years ago. Yeah, so that was like my dad's favorite moment for sure. Was it Hail Mary? It was, it was, yeah. Um, It was like my only play of the whole game. I went in, I caught a huge touchdown from Doug Flutie, and I was like, all right, I'm out. Miller knows how to go big, folks. Thank you. What do you tell people who have not yet checked out a Celebrity Sweat event? Um, Amazing people. It's always for a great cause. Um, Just, you know always great energy when I'm here with these people so I, I just love doing these events I love Lisa I love the whole Celebrity Sweat gang they become like my family so it's it's just a great time
0: sure was a great time special thanks to our friends at Celebrity Sweat they do a great event for a great cause and I hope you're all ready for the kickoff of the XFL this weekend I am so excited for our friends at the XFL special thank you to XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck for joining us here on Radio Radio and next week when you turn into the podcast it will be our Super Bowl 54 Radio Row special with all the action thanks to our friends at Scholastic Butts Potato Chips Shure Microphones and JBL Speakers guys all I can say is get ready for a party next week on the show and congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs on being world champions you guys deserve it And Patrick Mahomes, this could be only the beginning of a beautiful dynasty. Congratulations to Andy Reid, everybody out there at Chiefs Kingdom. And I'll see you here next week on the NFL Alumni Land.